All right. Uh, I'm going to go live, I guess. Yeah. Really? Do you have to? Yeah. Why, mm, though? My mic is not lighting up on here, so I'm not going to go live yet. Oh. Okay. 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 Where, where Mike at? Where Mike? Mike where Mike at? Testing, testing, testing. Okay, looks good. Are you sure you got it? Testing, testing, testing. I don't think you got it. I don't think it worked yet. He didn't say one, two, three. One, two, there? three. One, Alex? two, three. Testing, uh, testing. Alex? <laughs> testing. <laughs> Alex, are you testing. there? Testing, one, two. I hear Alex. Alex is doing great. Testing. Hey, where's Alex? Alex! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to The Forecast, episode 129. The Forecast is a bi-weekly podcast produced, streamed, and sometimes released on Thursdays. We are a community of people who love exploring and discussing all kinds of things from video games and board games to film and TV to our everyday life experiences. If you'd like to know more about what we do, you can follow us at facebook.com forward slash the Horizon FB. You can come hang out in our Discord channel, or you can check out the website at wearethehorizon.com. We have a ton of original content for there, there for you to browse through. Uh, additionally, everything we talk about is in our cast notes, which is pushed out to whatever podcasting app you are using. I'm Aaron, joined by a couple additional peeps. Alex? Yo, I'm Alex. Find me on Twitter at XXXChickFilaLover420. Wow. Good Lord. <laughs> that was painful. Uh, Chad, Chad, Chad. I'm kind of, I'm still, no, I'm shook. I'm shook. You're shook? <laughs> You're shook. That's like that's a conundrum because like XXX and Chick Fil A don't go together. <laughs> I think you'd be surprised. Oh, I'm surprised, <laughs> Caleb. Oh, that's me. And Owen. Hello, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. All right, let's get started this week with Silk Song update with Caleb. What's going on with Silk Song, guys? There's official news from Silk. There is official news. Wait. Give me a freaking break! No way. Official. Yeah. yeah. From from Team Cherry Twitter. Official news. You know what the news is? You ready for this? There's no news. There's no There's news. There's no news at E3. That's their news. <laughs> I freaking oh, yeah. hate them. Oh, Why? Why? The news is no news. Wow. Let's go. I mean, yo, dog, we got some news. It's called no news. No news is good news. No. Wrong. No. <laughs> In this instance, no. <laughs> yep, very wrong here. I actually. think that's how it works. No news is good news, right? That's That's correct. Not here, no. no. Okay, all right. Sometimes well, that's true. You know, if, so, you're, if you're only expecting thinking. bad news, then yeah, no news is good news. Oh, well, I we wasn't just, expecting bad news. We can mm -hmm. just clear the 2021 calendar then, probably for that game. Probably, yeah, yeah. It's it's not coming out this year. I think it's safe to say it's not coming out this year. That's garbage. <laughs> Need some more Hollow Knight in my life. I'm just gonna have to go back and play the whole game again. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of going back and playing games again. <laughs> yeah, let's let's dive right into playing the game again. What have you been playing lately, Alex? What have you been playing lately, Alex? Yeah. Um. Well, I guess the big thing that we can talk about, me and Owen can talk about, is Mass Effect re-release. It's yeah. basically mm. most of what I've been playing lately. Um, trilogy packaged together, sold. Can you for describe price of a full retail product? Can you describe for me for for the listeners exactly how 
you are experiencing gameplay for the re-release of Mass Effect? Like the you situation, mean like the manner in which I'm setup? playing it? Yes, 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 yes. It's very important. I'm sitting three feet away from a 65-inch television with a monitor box on my lap and a keyboard and mouse on the monitor box. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That Ridiculous. seems, uh, I don't know, close? Close. <laughs> I'm going to go with close. It's the max uh, viewing distance it's of my television three feet in my room. For a 60, <laughs> okay, I see what you're saying now. I'm sitting sit like, it's as far I could as you sit can on get my bed, away from a 65-inch TV. I have a nice chair. So That's I sit true, you in the do. chair. You do. You do have a nice chair. So you're going to get like a tan or something from this? Maybe. I, I, I close I all the blackout. Uh, the word you're looking for curtains. there, Chad, is uh, cancer. Or <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's they they re released the whole trilogy, uprezzed and new textures. Um, it's not like a full on remake, so it's using the original models and animations and stuff like that. So playing through Mass Effect One, you can definitely tell the age underneath the coat of paint. Um, facial animations and yeah, character the, movements are all kind of wonky. Th those those facial animations are uh, rough. Yeah, to say the like, least. Worse than Andromeda. Yeah. No. Okay. I I think only because of technical limitations of the yeah. time. I think right. Andromedas are worse because they could have been so much better, and Andromedas seem like weirdly creepy, not just like. Yeah, technology is bad. It's just yeah. like, like you can tell the technology's there, but it's just bad on top of that. <laughs> and then this is just like, oh, this is like a bit of an older video game. Um, but the textures do look really good. It is running in 4K, and it's like butter smooth. My graphics card doesn't even ramp up to its max like clock because it doesn't need to. Um, yeah, and the, I think the main thing. Is it's Mass Effect, so you know those stories are really good if you've never played them, like some people around here. I don't know who you're talking about. You should definitely play them. This this is the format to do it in, I think. Are you sure? Mm. Should I wait for like a second re-release? Like <laughs> you know, 20 years from now? I was hesitant, because I owned all of the Mass Effects already mm -hmm. uh, in various versions, and I was like, do I really need to buy it again? But I really feel like the the updated combat uh for mass effect one yeah is just head over heels so much better it's been so long since i played the first game i was i was talking to jake and i was like i don't i can't even tell like how much better this is, this is but it feels good so i'm assuming that's much much better than it used to be oh yeah no i i went back and played like the first like little level area of mass effect one just so i could understand what it was like mm -hmm. uh and then i ended up doing uh and, and then i you know played the the legendary version and i was like oh this is like bad like the 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 og version is just so wonky with your guns and you're so reliant on them yeah. at the start that you can't yeah, really they... do anything else it's so mass effect one is kind of weird in the trilogy because they push RPG a lot more than shooter and they like completely flipped in Mass Effect 2 and went like more shootery with like RPG elements and uh it's noticeable because I, I was watching videos of like the old versus the new and stuff like that and it's like you you get your sniper out and it's like you can't really snipe stuff if you're not trained in snipers 
Oh God, no! Like you just won't hit things. It it's just it wiggles around so much where now you can like okay I can like open you know I can I can throw it on if yeah. I'm trying to hit something at range real fast. They like then... actually give you direct control of all the weapons instead of making you level them and stuff like that. So you still do way more damage if you put points and stuff. So that's it still matters, but uh, just the feeling of the gameplay is much better. Uh, and then the other thing I've told several people at this point that I forgot how immediately the beginning of Mass Effect one, like makes you care about the universe and the characters and your character. Mm -hmm. It's like kind of amazing that they're able to write such a quick, like on ramp to the story that is so effective. I feel like that's really the case with most of the Mass Effect games is they do a very good job of being like, yeah, okay, I need to care about this person. I am this person. There's there's like a there's something here that I need to solve or do and very quickly. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think that it's I think it's good. I'm I'm glad that I grabbed the the remake there and um you know, I'm having a fun time going through it, remembering all the different things and being like, oh, yeah, this was this and this was that. And um, I think really the only thing that um, the only thing that I really dislike about it is that there's the, they, they cut the multiplayer out. Yeah. And that's just such a fun part of the game. There was some comment from one of the devs that they've supposedly not ruled out adding it at this point based on like how it how the game performs and how much people want it. So previously they were like, absolutely. We're not putting the multiplayer in. And then the game like came out and they're like, ah, well we won't rule it out. So maybe that'll be DLC at some point. I'm hoping that it's a DLC at some point. I, because I mean, I've just had so much fun playing with you lot. Uh, and you know, it's just, it's really just a good time. And, and to not have that with the HD textures and everything, I feel like I'm just like, I'm always wondering, like, mm -hmm. what would this be like with, you know, what would this be like with my friends? What would this I've be actually, like? I've actually, I've been wondering a bunch as I've been playing through it, what Mass Effect would be like as a full on co-op game, because you run every mission in a group of three, mm -hmm. but two people are controlled by AI and I'm playing on the hardest difficulty and a lot of times they just die immediately. Oh, so nice. I'm like, well, <laughs> so I mean, you gotta, there, there's like ways to like manage that. Like you can kind of micro them and you have, you can unlock abilities that can like resurrect your teammates and stuff like that. So I'm starting to get a little bit better with that, but there's been a couple fights that were like particularly difficult that they just get wiped out right at the beginning. And then I just take a while to painstakingly pick everybody off. See, I, I'm playing on like the second hardest, so I'm not, you know, going as hard as you are. But um I'm one shot in fucking everything with my team. We just like walk no, into really. a room and everything dies. And I'm like, I really feel like I need more of a challenge. And maybe that is by going all the way to, you know, yep. like the hardest difficulty. Put it on up. Yeah. But like pretty You'll much get waxed. Pretty much after we got off of the Citadel, like, you know, once you get through the tutorial thing, mm -hmm. I, I had one shot kill moves for all of my party. I definitely do not. So. <laughs> are you so are you guys super pumped for the Andromeda remake? <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're just never going to mention the word Andromeda again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just they've Seems struck like it the from canon permanently. Yeah, because they, they were supposed to have like story add ons for that game that they canceled. And then. Yep. 
they're not doing a sequel to it anymore. They're doing a sequel to the original trilogy. <laughs> wait, but isn't Andromeda a sequel to the original trilogy? Andromeda is like a like a spinoff. Yeah, oh, wait, because yeah. it's in a different universe. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, yeah, I Andromeda. honestly think like the story that they had different there was galaxy. pretty fascinating of how it like tied into yeah, Shepard and everything. I just think that like maybe have your textures right on launch. <laughs> um <laughs> But otherwise, I mean, it was a fun game. The multiplayer on it was a blast. Yeah. Yeah, they continued to improve gameplay. They just fell short in other areas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so I've been enjoying that. I've also been playing Warzone still. I don't know why, because I've never <laughs> been... I've No Battle Royale has ever kept my attention like this, so it's a little weird, but... I don't know why either. I'll just, like, walk upstairs and I'll just see you playing solos. I'm like, what are you doing, bud? <laughs> oh, I'm just uh, working on the metagun right now, just trying to get levels up so that uh, play better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that's I'm it. Gonna... I think it's because there's an aspect of builds and the meta that you can follow. And so, that's it, what, like, and it keeps, that's what on, keeps you bought in. Yeah, and it keeps on evolving. It keeps on changing. So it's like it doesn't get stale. Mm. And it's the same, like to a lesser extent, as like a like a Dota update will change yeah. the meta and yeah shift how you play certain heroes and stuff like that mm. it's like oh we're out of burst meta now and like now everything's all about you know snipers are back and uh the amax is still good so you could use that as your long range Papa which is what i've been doing snipers are back i freaking hated the burst meta <laughs> like I, there were times in the burst meta where i was trying to use a sniper and i would be sitting there like raging or complaining and then i'd be like watch this and i whip out the burst and i get like 15 kills in the game and i'd be like see it's so easy <laughs> yeah. isn't there an, didn't they introduce a new burst rifle though that's pretty overpowered ah, it's crap it's the, crap the, okay the thing is is with Sorry. social media and the community a weapon comes out and it's foreign, and everybody just hypes it up because there's no other content to make. What other yeah. content? Everything's been done. Oh, I got a high yeah. kill game. Like unless you're like freaking Symphony himself flicking out walls and randomly bursting through them and killing people, like you're not going to post any content that's actually going to be worth watching, other than like hyping up weapons, loadout videos, etc. Right, so, right, right. But yeah, that that gun came out. It was like the thing for a second. I saw burst meta kind of creeping back in uh, because you had to use tactical rifles in order to unlock that gun, and then mm. and then burst meta faded away right after people unlocked that gun because it honestly was only good like mid to close range, and it had mm. nothing on like what the AUG had or the M16 oh had gosh, back dude. in the actual burst meta, where it was like mid to long and also the close. AUG was just so broken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I used it for like a little bit. But then moved mm. on again. So you know, ever changing stuff. I'm and then on top of that, pop that back. Um, Chad and I, Chad mentioned something about using a VPN to try to break skill-based matchmaking, like something that people have figured out just recently. How did it work? So we've been <laughs> we've we've been trying it, and it's been swinging back and forth. There's definitely some lobbies that do feel easier. Like you'll you'll get into fights and just completely utterly destroy the team like it's nothing and it's like oh okay this is uh, a little different. It's just yeah. a different form of. Smirk. There, there was a couple times where yeah, Alex basically. makes a comment like that dude missed every shot on me. Yeah, <laughs> like, dude was just beaming the wall next to us. Like there were dude. times where like I would start to get shot at and I'd be like oh they're just not hitting me at all. I'll I'll finish looting this you know pile of stuff real quick. <laughs> Are you joking? <laughs> 
and then run that's around the, the corner. That's the type of lobbies you're playing in? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to play again only, if that's the case. Only like <laughs> part of the time. The other part of the time, there, there's like the sweatiest people you've ever seen in your life that just obliterate you because they're also trying to use the trick to get easy lobbies. Yep. And and in that aspect, we are the bots. Yeah. Mm. So it really only works part time. And then the other thing is like the, the lobbies seem to swing back and forth when we're in a group together. So like some of them will be really low KD and then others will be a bit higher. Yeah, it was but, literally one for one though, because like yesterday I'm looking through my stats. It was a 0.81, 1.21, 0.81, 1.31, 0.79, 0.81, 0.81. Like it, it went back and forth every single time. Mm-hmm. What are you using now to track the lobby level? Because I thought they got rid of that. Like so, I thought you... skill-based matchmaking Warzone went away, but the same company made something called Warzone Stats that does it in a slightly different way that gets around the um, whatever like <laughs> terminologies and contract. Yeah, 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 yeah. Smooth, yeah. smooth. That's still been interesting. So. Okay, well, all right, maybe I'll, maybe I'll, maybe I'll, maybe I'll give it a try again. You know, who knows? Who knows what'll happen? Uh, Owen, what do you play? Uh, so I picked up a little indie game uh, called Unbeatable (parentheses white label) because there's many different versions of this game. Apparently, um, it's very fun. It's a beat game. Uh, I had a lot of difficulties with how the controls were set up. Uh, and I don't think I ever really figured them out right. But the music to it was a blast. And it's kind of got like kind of this like rock, indie rock, uh, like punk feel to it. And you follow around this kind of cartoon character, uh, like kind of drawn out of like an anime-ish comic book. It feels very Scott Pilgrim-ish, which is... Oh, that's nice. Yeah, and and I mean, like, it's just fun. Like, it was just like a fun little time to to play through that. Um, so I definitely recommend checking it out and uh, trying to fix the controls as best as possible to make it bearable. Uh, which I had very little luck on, but maybe you can do that and then have more fun with it. Because what really, was it about? Uh, the so th- basically, you had two buttons that you would um you would either like hit low or hit high and um occasionally it like as i used both keyboard and uh my controller i tried to use both um and the like there was sometimes you had to like hold the button to like pull off a combo you had to like you know kind of the the rock uh uh, the um rock band kind of thing of you know you hold the note um so i was trying to do that and either it would continuously hold uh and even after i've let go it was still holding on to the note so i couldn't like release it and get a good uh good like uh you know excellent on it or whatever because it was just like you're still holding on to the note you should have let go um or it would never read that i was holding it at all even though i had it like pressed down and so that was annoying. I also realized that sometimes uh, when I was using the controller, because uh, I was using like my bumpers and triggers for the like uh, the top and the the bottoms, that uh, it if I was holding one, it wouldn't trigger the other, and you had to do both. Oh man! So that kind of sucked. Uh, but it was free on Steam at the time, uh, and it's a fun little indie game. And I think the reason why it's free is because they have all of the other label ones, and there's more game content there and that's cool and i'm just like all right you know 
I will look for a more polished thing from these people, but you know, maybe it's just my setup that I, you know, I wasn't just working it right. Um, so that was that was one of the games that I picked up. Um, cool. I did uh, I did play some GTA uh, online uh, as per usual. Uh, I finally got around to doing the uh, the KO heist, uh, which was fun. It was a lot of good times. You had like Robin Island. Uh, you steal a bunch of uh, drugs and money from a uh, drug runner in Colombia. It's the, it, it, the Ko Perico or whatever it is. Yeah, mm. yeah. Like you, you have to like. It's a really interesting thing because you, you like sneak onto the island as the like quote unquote manager of this um uh, like EDM band, and then for the rest of the thing, you're like scoping out the island and checking out like where everything's stored and then you're trying to like make a plan in your head of like okay well you know how am i going to go you know, how am i going to sneak back onto this island later how am i going to steal the stuff on the island how am i going to leave the island uh how am i going so it was just it was a lot of fun i really didn't liked they, it for this heist didn't they change like mechanics like you don't have to do it the way it's designed, right? Like you can kind of take it any approach you want. This is the same design that they had for the dive, uh, the the casino. Oh, heist. the casino heist. Okay, yeah. okay. So they were continue. They they were continuing on to that. Uh, the one nice thing about this that was really big was a you can solo it, so you don't need to have Weird. a lobby of people. So I soloed it a fuck ton uh, and made tons and tons of money, uh, which was nice. We don't uh, want to release story DLC for the single player, but they'll basically do it for. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it was basically a, a, a story DLC kind of thing. But like you, so you could a solo it and b they cut down on the amount of prep missions that you had to do from like the casino heist because the casino heist you had to do a lot of fucking prep shit before you got there. Whereas this, you have to do five prep missions. Mm-hmm. And so it was just much faster to be able to do all of the preps and then run the heist. Like I was able to run it probably about three times a day, uh, which was nice because, you know, I'm getting like a mil and a half to two mil each time. Uh, so I was able to really kind of like uh, start stacking cash on my character um, and buy any of the things that I wanted in the game, which I think that was kind of the point. I think that this was their like hey, we know we have to wrap this up soon, so this is going to be a heist that you can do on your own. We're going to make it really easy, uh, and you're going to be able to just stack cash. So if you want to, you know, if you're trying to save up money for that, uh, you know, helicopter or car or whatever, this is the way to do it. So that way you can just get anything that you want out of the game before we, you know, start moving on to developing whatever's next. You think they're actually going to move on to develop whatever's next? I fucking hope so. <laughs> See, they, oh, I mean, they, they, they announced like, um, a date for putting out GTA 5 on next-gen consoles. No, and they then, did not. Yeah, and then Twitter uh, GTA 6 was trending because of it. <laughs> I, I think that... Everybody's like, what the heck, where's GTA 6? I've I've read that they're having a lot of uh, problems with the development cycle of GTA 6, because pretty much... Yeah, it's called they're developing GTA 5 still. Yeah, well, I think that's part of it. I think the other thing that they were, like, I was reading was how uh, a lot of the game is making fun of pop culture. 
And mm. they were like, I was reading a thing about how our pop culture is changing so rapidly that by the time that they have something that they want to put into the game to make fun of, they've developed assets for it or whatever. And then they implement it into their build of the game. It's no longer culturally relevant. <laughs> and so then they're just like, well, shit, because now it like and even playing GTA five online, like you can tell, like it's kind of dated, just like the way that the cell phone works out the way that some of the cars are like, yeah, they're adding newer vehicles like the Tesla and things, but it still feels like a, a like a 20, like a, like a 2010 version of a Tesla. Uh, like there's something about it that it just doesn't feel smooth or that doesn't seem like it's relevant to our current uh, world. And it's this kind of like viewing the world as it was 10 to 15 years ago. I mean, I feel like the easy way around that is just to say, hey, we're going to make fun of 2020 pop culture and then just keep it at that year. And then, yeah, whenever they release it, hey, Which... that's we're looking back and we're like, hey, that was funny. That's the stuff that we used to do. Which which I think would make a lot of sense, especially since, like, nobody fucking batted an eye when they were just like, hey, we're going to make fun of 80s shit in Vice City. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, that was never a problem. Um, So that was that was something that was I, I thought that was interesting. And I do hope that they finally do develop uh, something new Um, just because the the same areas of uh, Los Santos are getting a little stale. Yeah. Even if you keep the same exact gameplay, at least give you people new they maps just, and things. They take like an absurdly long time to make video games. Like, like uh, Red Dead Two was like an eight-year development cycle, and it was like a real eight-year development cycle, not like a cyberpunk eight-year development cycle. Right. <laughs> so, right, right, yeah, like full-on hardcore pedal to the metal development for eight years. And I mean, it shows when you play their games, and you, like, there's just so much in there that you can just fuck. If you want to play golf. Just, you know, play some fucking golf. Like, you know, stuff like that I just think is amazing of how it's really a game that encap- that that is everything. It's not just one game where you just shoot things. It's like, okay, well, I, I feel like racing today, so let me race things. Oh, I feel like, you know, doing some heists. Let me be sneaky and stealthy. Oh, let me try to, you know, do just like a full-on military assault. Like, you can really do that game in any way that you want i it's it's funny we kind of bring up like the the uh, their development cycle being so long but also their games are they are like super long i was just looking at the red dead redemption 2 main story average 965 people pulled the average is 48 hours yeah yeah i mean they they don't give you a small story they they give you an entire you know thing from start to finish uh, also, speaking of GTA uh, Five, I did see somebody just recently did a speed run of this in nine hours, like the main story, and didn't take a single point of damage. What? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's when you insane. know that GTA Sixteen's come out. Did they <laughs> make like a new category for him? Uh, I mean, it doesn't hundred percent no damage. Yeah, it just says uh, category. It took him forty-eight attempts. Um, and he had a mod on called one hit knockout, which just sets character health at one. So if he ever did get hit, he would immediately get knocked down. Wow. Uh, yeah. So he couldn't really do anything with like armor or anything. Um, and it is, you can't use Trevor's invincibility thing. So he literally was just not getting hit by bullets. <laughs> that is impressive. Yeah. That's insane. Uh, 
48 Speaking attempts. Of- like, how far into each attempt did he get? How many yeah, hours right? did this person waste? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, imagine like half of those are like hour seven. Yeah. It's like when we were reading about that guy who beat um, all three Dark Souls without ever getting hit, ever taking damage, back to back to back. And he like, I remember watching part of it because he got to the very end, like the last boss in the third game, and he got hit and he like freaked out and threw his headphones. And then he just (laughs) sat back down and started back on game one. Uh, Speaking of crazy uh, speed running of things. Um, one of the other things I've been playing has been uh, World of Warcraft. I'm back on World of Warcraft because, hey, pre-patch is out, which basically means they did, they finally split the servers uh, into what is vanilla and what will become the Burning Crusade. Uh, and the pre-patch is just, hey, you can play Blood Elf and you can play Draenei. And it's pretty much all of the things of the new expansion or the you know old expansion of the Burning Crusades minus the actual Outlands and going from 60 to 70. So all of the professions are there. The other character and classes are there. It's just you don't have the new area to go to. Um, and somebody leveled a character from 1 to 60 in 14 hours. Yeah. That is insane. Wait, for classic, yeah. Like, how could you do that? Um, so apparently, this person's guild was helping them uh, boost through a lot of stuff. Uh, there was also the twenty to sixty grind. Uh, like, they they added in things of that the Burning Crusade makes the leveling from twenty to sixty a little easier. Uh, by like they they I think they decreased the XP that you needed to get for each of those levels by about thirty uh, percent. Mm-hmm. So that does make it easier. Oh, uh, okay, but it's still like a crap ton of boosting to be able to do that in fourteen hours. Yeah, um, that's kind of nuts. Yeah, like and do you remember the of... record for when Vanilla came out mm-hmm. or or when Classic came out? Do you know the record for? No, I think this guy broke the record. One of the things that well, obviously I'm pretty sure it was like a week or something. One of the things that they uh, that I thought was really interesting that they did. Uh, so like boosting is a thing in this game, which is basically you go to a dungeon. There's somebody that's a higher level than you. That's like probably 60 and they'll just grab everything inside of the dungeon and then kill it all next to you. So that way you get the experience for it. Um, and so this person definitely boosted a lot, but one of the interesting things that they did was they had two boosts running simultaneously. So they would enter into an instance and then walk out, join a different party, enter into a second instance. So they're they're now like somehow tagged for two different dungeons. And the the mage would like run over, grab all of the things, run it back over to him, uh, to him, kill everything next to him, and then before the second mage in the other instance was back and ready to kill everything, he would get warped over. Uh, he would get summoned over there by warlocks, and they would summon him into the other instance of the other party. He would literally just fast switch to the other group. And then just hop in, everything dies next to him, and then he hops back to the original group that's now on run two. Wow. And so he just did that, and that's how he got a majority of his levels. And I was like, this is insane. That is a level of dedication and, like, number crunching to figure out what is the most effective way to do everything. Like, to put it into perspective, I'm pretty sure I have 14 hours on my character right now, and I am level 24. And I've been trying to go through boosts. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So well, like this put person more into perspective, the first level sixty when classic first came out back in twenty nineteen, 
was three days, 20 hours, and 40 minutes. Good Jeez. lord. Like, 14 hours is ridiculous. Yeah. It was, it is, it was an intense fucking thing when I read that. Um, but, you know, I'm not upset by it because I'm busy enjoying, uh, you know, the content that's here. <laughs> uh, you know, there, there's been, uh, I've been having a lot of fun playing my Blood Elf and leveling them up. Uh, Paladins are, have always been a class that I've loved and enjoyed uh, back when I was playing the original Burning Crusades. So it's good to be back here and doing this again. Um, and it just feels really cool. Uh, I really like it, and I think that the way that they're handling the server splits is pretty good. Um, although I will say that my uh, friend who duped their character to both the Burning Crusades and Classic Vanilla, um, there is fucking nobody over on Classic anymore. I'm sure um, that'll happen in the beginning, but it'll start trickling to s split the community. Yeah, I my I mean, I I think that, and this is just purely speculation, uh, is that I believe that they will most likely um, have classic at some point just be the free to play version of World of Warcraft, just so that way they have numbers of people there uh, and actually playing it and. I mean, it would make sense of like, yeah, hey, play zero to 60 on, you know, classic. And then if you like it, you can move them over to Wrath or, you know, the Burning Crusades or whatever the fuck they're currently on. I like I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't uh, doubt that that is a plan of, of theirs at some point. Chad, uh, thoughts since you I'm going to be completely honest with you. Yeah. My mother chatted to me in Guild Wars right when you asked that question. <laughs> uh, I, so, so there you go. Um, baby Classic is already dead. Um, yeah, it is that's, for me. That's everything that I've been playing. Chad, how about you? What have you been playing? Speaking of Guild Wars, <laughs> uh, I've been playing a lot of Guild Wars lately and discovering sure? a lot of... Um, Are you sure that's of... the name of it? Because that's, that's not what you have written here. It doesn't say <laughs> Guild Wars. Uh, Guild Wars 2, yeah. Glide Wars 2, yeah. yeah. So I feel like that's a diff definitely a different game. But I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you for now. Let it slide, awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I've just been discovering a lot of uh, things that I never really looked into when I played uh, Guild Wars in the past, just because I usually played Guild Wars for the story content and then kind of dabbled in the other stuff, like dungeons and, and such, but... Um, because of the parents getting so involved with it, I've, uh, had people that kind of motivate me to play a little bit more. And so I've been looking into like, uh, different gear sets or different, you know, dungeons that we can play. And so, uh, fractals is one of those kind of, it's kind of like your, uh, Torghast. If anybody plays WoW, it's your, um, it's your dungeons that are repeatable and they give you lots of good, uh, would you, would you call it your roguelike? kinda but like there's no really rogue elements into it there's a mm. there's just a scaling of you did number uh, level one now you can do level two you did level two now you can do level three and like as you progress uh it gets harder and harder and if you are somebody joining in with somebody who's gotten to like say level 17 and you're playing level 17 with them and it's your first time in fractals it'll apply to your own uh personal level of fractals to where you can now play level two if you're solo 
uh, if you beat level 17, and then so on and so forth. If you beat level 19 and you've only played five fractals, you can now play, you know, level six. So there's always the progression, and it allows for all parties to kind of um, cooperate together, and nobody really gets left behind. Uh, the only thing in fractals that is kind of the more advanced side is you need to start getting ascended armor and you need to start getting agony resist or else you literally cannot go through uh, some of the levels in fractals. Uh, so far on when you get to level 20, you have to have eight agony resist or else your health is just depleting throughout the level and there's like nothing you can do about it. Um, but if you have the agony resist, you play it like a normal game or a normal dungeon. The really, really, really cool thing about Ascended Gear that I found out, first, it's super expensive, and so I like never really looked into it, but I found out that it is uh, account-bound and not soul-bound, meaning when you put it on your character, say you put it on your main character, and uh, you have you know certain stats on it uh, for your main character, and say you're like a DPS main or whatever, and you want to put it to like a support, um, like healing character or whatever, you can throw it in your bank, grab it onto your healer or whatever, and switch the stats in the Mystic Forge with a couple crafting materials, and you now have Ascended Armor on your secondary character because it wasn't, it wasn't soul-bound to your first character. And so as long as you have a set, you could throw it across characters all the time, which is really cool for alt, for alt characters. Hmm. It makes the game flow a little bit uh, better. And so I actually have a couple of uh, uh, weapons um, that, like for instance, I have a short bow that's Ascended, that I can use on my ranger. I can use it on my revenant. I can use it on my thief. It's it's really cool because like all of them are meta right now to have the short bow, and I have an ascended short bow that I can just toss across them uh, instead of like you know grinding out the money to get multiple sets of ascended stuff. Um, so that's been cool. And then you know going through dailies with the the family members every every day. There's three little things that you have to do, which is uh which is pretty cool. Um, it's like challenges. Yeah, so it's like, you know, go to this portion of the map and, you know, there's things called vistas, which are um, little things that you, you know, go to and they show you, like, the map. Instead of you just seeing it from your character perspective, it shows you from, like, an eagle eye view of how, like, pretty the map is. Gotcha. Uh, and so it's like, one vista viewer in Krita, or one vista viewer in, you know, uh, the Shiver Peaks. And then there's also, like one mini dungeon here or you know you have to do five events in this location mm -hmm. and so it's it's you know you do three of those and then you get daily completionists which you know grants you two gold and uh, some karma and stuff like that which is you know guild wars currency so it's pretty cool you do that daily um and you just have a little fun with that and then you go into like doing a dungeon or something so it's been fun doing that and then of course i play warzone <laughs> you play Warzone? Yeah. No. We already spoke on that. Say it ain't so. Uh, Caleb, you've been playing Warzone also, right? <laughs> Good one. That's funny. That's, that's <laughs> real, real Wait, fun. he hasn't? <laughs> <laughs> what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing quite a, quite a bit of stuff recently. I uh, picked up this little game called Sizable. Uh, it came out, I think, last week. Uh, it's just a little puzzle game where you resize elements in... It's kind of it's almost like a diorama, diorama that you can move around and then you can resize things inside of it. So you like uh, something like resize a tree and shrink it down so that a puddle evaporates and reveals something new, things like that. Hmm. It's pretty short, like an hour and a half, even less maybe. Um, but it's, it's pretty good. I, I enjoyed all the puzzles in it. 
none of them are particularly difficult, and they're not necessarily complex puzzles. They're all relatively simple because they're just about resizing things, but not bad. Uh, I've also played some Near Replicant. I think I'm done with that game, though, for a while. Because I finished Route B, which, you know, gameplay is exactly the same as the second half of Route A. And then I got to Route C. Turns out, gameplay is exactly the same as Route B. What? Different ending. Great. Awesome. Yeah. I was expecting the, the good old automata stuff, you know? Route A is the same. Route B is the same as Route A, which is not great gameplay-wise, but... Then you get to Route C, and it's a whole new story, more stuff going on. No, this is just, it's the same. Wait, did not, like, do you think, like, not enough people got to Route C in Automata? So they were like, let's push that to Route B in Replicant, and then we'll just oh, no. leave Route No, no, all the routes in Replicant are the same. Literally all a, three? B, C, and D, turns out. Why? All the same. Why? B, C, and D are all the second half of A. You play again as the exact same character. The only differences are their endings, mostly. Why? There's Why like they some do small that? cut scenes that are different, but listen, this game know, came exhausting. out technically before the other one. Yeah, it's older than Automata. They improved on it in the sequel. Mm. They did. Okay. They okay. did. And so they re-released like this playing, one. Were you playing through these, and the only reason you actually played through the full is because you were like trying to see where it would change? Yeah, I was and trying then... to get to Route C because I knew Automata <laughs> changes real good in Route C. And I got to Route C, and it was the same. And I was like, oh, great, awesome. They okay, did, but Route D should be different, right? And then I, you didn't, I didn't and... go that far. I looked it oh, up. Okay. Not... <laughs> I looked it up, and you don't play any different. There is a new with the re-release. There's a Route E now, which didn't exist before. Which you get after Route D, which does have like two hours of unique story in it. Which stands for everything is still the same? No, it's, it's, got, it's got some new stuff. You play as a different Wait, character, too. But you have to get through A, B, C, and D to even play Route E? Yeah, uh, kind oh of. Oh my gosh, that's a slog. Yeah, you have to get through A, B, and D. Because you don't have to do C before doing D. They're just different endings of the same route. You Weird. just like, make a different choice. It reminds me of when I watched Haruhi and I watched all... The endless like, eight? So, yeah, I watched like all eight episodes thinking... Every time I, thinking that it was going to be something different. Yep. I made that exact reference to Jake when he was talking about Man. Route B and Automata. I was like, it's just like the Endless Eight. And yeah, it's it's the same. Same it's, episode. Man, eight times scary. in a row. Uh, so I'm probably done with that for a while. I'll eventually go back and get Route D and then see the new content. What's up with Japan and wanting to do that to people? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I stopped playing that and I started playing Resident Evil Village. Which You is, mean Resident Evil... V I I I age, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, you got okay. it. Just making sure. Res- Resident Evil Eight, Resident Evil Village. You know, uh, Resident Evil Eight Age. Yes, eight Age. Ooh, that's good. That's good. Uh, that game's really, really good. I've enjoyed it a lot. Haven't? Did any of you play Seven? I have not played no. any of the remakes. There's no remakes. There's new or not? What re-releases? Whatever they're. No, they're all new games. Brand new games. Oh, they are. They're all new games. There was a remake of two and three. Two and three are remakes, yeah. Seven and eight are new. I've not played either of those either. Well, okay. This is going to be lost on you a little bit, but eight is, it plays a lot like seven. You play the same character. It's still first person, still Mm -hmm. survival horror combat stuff. Um, It does lend itself a little more towards combat in eight uh, than the sort of survival horror stuff in seven. Uh, Which I, the combat's good in it. 
but I, I kind of prefer the survival horror stuff more, I think. Have you but played other Resident Evil games? I played two. I played the remake of two. Oh, okay. Which was super good. So I played... have not played four. I'm waiting for the remake for, of four. I want to know like how much the story ties into the other games. So like seven a lot and eight. like, yeah, so seven and eight, both at the end of the game, they kind they they tie it in a little loosely mm. than the rest of the story. I watched a video of the opening of eight and like, I'm pretty sure Chris Redfield's in the beginning of that game. And yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's like a that's like a major RE character from like the older games. Yeah, he's pretty important in it, actually. He comes up quite a bit. So I'm like, is this just, you know, should I know all the other stories to be able to experience this stuff? I don't know. Eight. So eight's a little bit inconsistent, I decided, with its gameplay. Because it's got the survival horror combat thing, but some sections way edge towards combat, like the, the later sections of the game. And then one of the earlier sections is like zero combat, all horror. And that actually was my favorite part of the game. It's uh, sort of the second second person you're going after. Mm. You go into this house, and it's super creepy and awesome. Sounds and like I, not fun. Oh, no. <laughs> it's really good. The, the horror in it is done really well in that area. And then, you know, by the final area of the game, there's almost no horror and just fighting. But the combat's still really fun. I feel like my reception of those games is negative just because they're called Resident Evil. And like <laughs> they look like they have nothing to do with the other games. Mm. Like I mean, their story ties in. But one of my yeah, gameplay is not exactly the same. One of my all-time favorite games is Resident Evil Four, and then you you just switched up the format that much, and you could have like literally just been the same producers but called it something different. <laughs> and like I would have been like, yeah, it's a good game, but now you call it Resident Evil, and I'm just like, that's not a good Resident Evil though. Like it, I just I don't it know. is weird. They could easily have just left out. Had it not be part of the series, yeah. And I wouldn't really... It'd still be solid games. Probably even be better, maybe. Which I, like, but, I don't know if that's just like a, a my take or an actual Resident Evil fan's take. Like, uh, maybe the Resident Evil fans are just like, no, it's good. It's whatever. I mean, it's a super solid game. Yeah, it's good Resident Evil. Like, whatever. But, <laughs> I mean, it's just like you, you hear Resident Evil and you, th- you think of that, like, running away, turning around, not being able to move, shooting... You know, Tank third controls. person, you got your herbs, you got, you know, your health goes up every time you get your herbs. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just like the format there, right? And then, Bad inventory systems. Yeah, horrible. Exactly. Uh, but it's Don't like, got the same what, inventory what are you, what are you buying? <laughs> what are you selling? What are you buying? You know, you got yeah. that guy, you know, it's just, and then you go There's... over to this survivor horror game where it's just like, it was called, I don't know. Outlast 3, like, cool, sign me up. <laughs> I think Village is getting closer to that old stuff yeah. because they, they got a new merchant back and he's he's kind of similar, I think, to that. He's a, a weird guy who's always like, ooh, so cool. You know, the best, the best dialogue option <laughs> when you would go to the merchant. You guys, you heard me. The best dialogue option when you go to the merchant in Resident Evil Forest. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one, that's a good one. I'm pretty sure the only like I, I've I've gone back and looked at this several times. I'm pretty sure the only Resident Evil I've ever played is the re-release of the original one that came out on GameCube. Oh, back in like 2002. Interesting. 
You yeah. should play seven. It's really good. And then you should play eight. It's really good. And then you should probably <laughs> play the remake for two, which is really good. <laughs> you should Check. play four. It's really good. Yeah. I'm waiting yeah. for the remake of four because that's definitely that's, remake. Are they coming four. out with that? They've already three is 2022. I don't know right? if they announced it, but they already it's it's at least leaked that they're working on the four remake. I They've totally got... played through and like like hundred percented it basically when it came out remastered. So they're like. They just keep on going up in numbers, but they went back and restarted the game series again. <laughs> so, like three came out and nine came out. So you're gonna have like four, and four, 10, and, yeah. four and ten Sounds come out at some me. point. If they keep making them like seven and eight, I'll, I'll be perfectly happy. Or if they go back to like the two style, I'll be happy. All of mm. them are good. You just can't one big fail mansion. with Caleb. Is what he's trying to say. <laughs> no, no, no. Just well, release any okay. Resident Evil game. I'll play. I it. did. I did play five a long time ago with a friend. Yeah, five was mediocre. <laughs> yeah. So you can fail. Listen, like five. Maybe don't five, make that one. five is mediocre just because it came like on the heels of four. Mm. But like, if you look at the memories you could make as a child with five, and like the friends you play cool, with and co-op, it was, like five was cool. It was. Five was one less scary than the other games. Two more <laughs> actiony than the other games. Three had co-op. Mm, yeah, yeah, the co-op Perfect was Resident a Evil plus. Game. It's yeah, no I mean, six. The co-op was why I played. It's no it. Resident Evil six. <laughs> Resident Evil six was horrible. Do you guys know how many games they've released Resident Evil wise, including remakes? Like many. thirty. <laughs> does, it, does it match? Because up there's like Final a Fantasy? bunch of twelve. Outside of the one through nine, there's like a bunch of offshoots. There's like twenty six games. Man, I was twenty six. Twenty six games. Are That's absurd. Yeah. Good <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but I I love Resident Evil Village so much that I decided I want to play some more survival horror. So I finally went back and I started the Evil Within. You know that that recent game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Ubisoft made. It's got some it's got some issues you gotta fix real fast <laughs> because it frame locks you at like twenty four. And that's that's not that's not good. That's not workable. Cinematic did. Yeah. Also, yeah, cinematic it's got bars on the top and bottom for reasons unknown. So you can get rid of those too. Way better. <laughs> uh but that game is it's pretty solid. It's super creepy. Super creepy. One night I was playing it and it was like eleven PM and I was like, mm, I don't think I wanna play this anymore. I was I wouldn't like check my doors, make sure they're all locked. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was it's super creepy. I'm I'm enjoying uh, it a lot. Uh so I found a list, Final Fantasy 103. 103! My what? goodness! What? I guess it's just like any Final Fantasy title. Nintendo DS, Sony like That's just there, stupid. There's gotta be cross releases here yeah. in this list. Those, oh, I'm yeah, sure. I'm sure. sure. I'm sure. But still, 103. That's still a lot. <laughs> That's almost as many ways you can buy Skyrim. Mm. Almost. Mm. Uh, was that it for you? That's it for me. Okay. On to me, last guy. Okay, cool, 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 cool. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, I basically have only been doing one thing recently. I talked about it two weeks ago. i just been prepping for Starfinder. Um, we just had our first session on tu- on Tuesday, which was fun. You only prepped for a year and a half, so... Yeah, I only prepped for like a year and a half. <laughs> and then I forgot to read literally the opening paragraph. Nice. <laughs> so good. My goodness. That's unfortunate. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Well, it's, I mean, I was like I was like trying to storytell beforehand, and then it's like I was going to be like, I'm going to go into the opening paragraph, and then I just skipped right over it like it was nothing. Just skipped well, it. I forgot the most important thing in Guild Wars, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was I a think, good honestly, session, though. Do you think so? Yeah, it was. 
yeah, yeah. it's fun. I thought I thought negatively about it, but that's just like you know, I'm like I mean, thinking about all like the small the, pieces. You skipped the intro, and also you spent a lot of time building an elaborate game board for it with lights that you didn't turn on until halfway through the session. Oh, it killed me. <laughs> ah, it's okay. There's there's still more surprises, so I'll just leave it. I'll just leave it for now. It's fine. We'll get there. We'll get there. I believe in it. I'm. I am just so immersed in the universe of Starfinder and like the world of it. I, it's just so cool to me, uh, like to play a game in space opera world, uh, an RPG in space opera, um, the format kind of, it, it, I, I love it. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how it progresses, especially when our second group, which we may stream, I don't know, maybe, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe not. Maybe we'll see. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Is our second group doing anything with, uh, the dominion of the black or the dark, dark tapestry and that stuff? Well, who knows? Who knows? Really? It's a big mystery. That stuff is so freaking cool. There are so many cool. Okay. This is the one thing I've learned, and I'm sure this is the same with Pathfinder. First of all, if you'd asked me two years ago, if I was going to be playing a whole bunch of RPGs and like it, I'd be like, no. <laughs> what if I asked you if you're going to be playing a whole bunch of RPGs? <laughs> I, yeah, I would still say no. Like I'd still say no. Uh, but the cool thing about Starfinder is like like any any content that you read, like you'll go just like flip to a page and you're reading like a portion of Akiton. And then there's like a small little paragraph about one little spot on Akiton. Every prompt they give you is like there's something, there's some element in there that you could just literally pull out and create a massive story from. Mm-hmm. All of them are left like open ended, but they all have like tie ins to what's going on in Pathfinder or tie ins to like other conflicts throughout uh, the packed worlds or the larger, the, you know, the galaxy at large. So I, I really like that aspect that you can kind of just pull th- from where you need to create and add to your story. Very neat. Um, but I don't know about, well, you'll have to wait and see Caleb. It's a, it's a big mystery whether or not we're going to be <laughs> running into the Dominion of the Black. Uh, also been playing some Overwatch again, uh, just because it's, man, game's still enjoyable, but I'm ready for Overwatch 2 to come out, which, speaking of which, let's talk a little bit about Overwatch 2 because... There's been some recent news about mm-hmm. Overwatch 2 and what they're planning on doing with uh, team composition. Yeah. Wow. They're Which is... up PvP pretty good. Yeah. They're, they're getting rid of, uh, like, what is that, like 15% of their uh, Overwatch league. <laughs> yeah. This, that's true. That's a good point. Wow. They're, they're, drop, they're, they're dropping it to 5v5s, and the class that will be missing is you only have one main tank instead of having two tanks. I don't... I guess from the perspective of, like, if you think about the, the team makeup, the composition of what you play in Overwatch, it doesn't... Like, I don't feel like it's as dramatic to get rid of a tank as it would be a healer or a, a damage. I feel like it'd be it'd be at least... Uh, getting rid of a, a damage dealer would be the least impactful. Yeah, really. That's yeah, what I feel like. I would agree. Huh? I would agree with that. I think mm-hmm. like I didn't watch the the stream, so this is all stuff that I've read from other people um, uh, commenting on it uh, and and looking at it and some of my own opinions from that. But apparently, pretty much the second that the tank died, you, your just entire team would always wipe because you don't have a backup tank to kind of. Uh, you know, fill in like you currently have. And yeah. I think that if that's the case, uh, you will have a support whose sole job in life will just be sitting on the tank. Yeah, like you're basically that... going to have an Anna every game who heals just the tank. Yep. You will have an Anna healing what just the tank. Like. Tank's probably going to be something like Reinhardt or Sig or whatever because it'll be an OP tank. Uh, and then 
everybody else will be able to switch around and do whatever the fuck they want. And I think that's going to be kind of lame because you will just that that is what the game will be. And I don't think that's necessarily great. I think that currently having the ability to, you know, have different kind of tank combinations where you can dive in or not, like really gives you some variability because then it's like, okay, well, if the Winston jumps in and gets their ass kicked, we've got somebody else that can like kind of help us out. Um, But if you're not doing that, I feel like that's going to really put a damper on things. Yeah, I feel like it's pretty obvious they're just doing this because of matchmaking because mm-hmm. by far it's hard it's the hardest to fill the tank role when they're trying to fill a team i i i, I seems like i really agree with you bad reason to change the gameplay so much yeah i don't know they want to change it up i read some stuff about it they're i mean they're obviously going to tweak all the tanks but it seems like it's going to be right. pretty dramatic like yeah. they're going to make the off tanks basically like full tanks so mm-hmm. it's it i don't know it could be cool I feel like it puts so much pressure on your tank player now. Yeah. And that'll probably cause people to play tank even less. <laughs> so like the thing they're trying to solve is they're going to impact it even worse. Yeah. I mean, it won't get, it'll still be better. Matchmaking will still be better, but yeah. it won't be like twice as good. It's also yeah. bad because I feel like every time we're like getting a bunch of people that are actually going to play Overwatch we have six or if not six, we have like a seventh person. It's like, Oh, I'm going to hop on when somebody gets off. Mm -hmm. We usually have four or six. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's not often that we have five. (laughs) So that kind of sucks for the group. Getting to five. (laughs) Yeah. I guess all the league teams are going to have to say goodbye to one of their players. I mean, that's, that's, that was pretty much the joke on Twitter (laughs) was that they were just like, well, all of uh, I, I believe one of the, the uh, like streamers was saying um, every single off tank is now going to be an echo main for that uh, for the <laughs> 15 seconds of being able to actually play off tank again. Uh, <laughs> yes. Gosh, I was like, that's unfortunate. It's something. We'll have to see. I'm a little skeptical. That's going to be good. But yeah, let's see. How it goes. I, what's weird is I think they were talking about one tank before but they were talking about doing three dps because everybody wants to play dps you know yeah mm-hmm. so i mean that would make matchmaking even better but i wonder if they tried that and three dps just ripped through a tank too fast probably i mean i'm but sure I mean, you tweak them enough and it's fine but then your supports are doing as much damage as your dps that's a problem too mm-hmm. yeah i don't know hard thing to fix I mean, they must have come up with something to allow for the balance if they're if they're okay with getting rid of an entire sixth player, getting rid of a uh, tank. The other thing they said <laughs> is the maps are all going to be tweaked to allow people to play individually more. There's going to be more cover everywhere, so you don't yeah, have to I, constantly rely on a shield. Why? I saw a couple of the maps, and it seems like there's a lot of uh, variability in height on the maps in the new ones. So you'll be able to like flank easier and shoot from above, things like that. Hmm. I, so I maybe it will change it enough. As long as it doesn't separate players far enough that people are playing like by themselves. I f- like I feel like part of the magic of Overwatch is just having people within a zone so that you're playing as a team. Yeah. And if you're like if somebody's just off doing their own thing, like I mean that happens already now, but most of the time those people die and then well now you're down one, so it's going to be difficult to hold or difficult to push. Yeah. yeah. So like you know, like, you have to rely on your teammates. 
as much as aiming mechanics are a thing in a first person shooter, it is actually like way more important to be good at positioning and timing. Mm-hmm. 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 Which is that's one of the reasons I think I like Overwatch so much. It's like a emergence of those two. They've taken some of the tactical nature of like playing a a MOBA and pulling it into a first person shooter game. So I, it'll be it'll be weird to see, or it'll be interesting to see how that changes things when they spread players out. Also pulling away from one tank. I don't know. Yeah. Should also mention uh, there was a uh, uh, very exciting teaser trailer for a new Stargate game. Stargate Timekeepers. However, I got really excited, Kill, but then I went and read about it. It's a freaking strategy game. Mm. I'm just like, sorry, oh. man. I remember <laughs> like, when I played what, those. In what way? Strategy. Like RTS. Oh, uh, RTS. Yeah, like RTS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a Warhammer. So I'm like, you're all about like, like uh, tactic games. Like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be cool. No, this is I'm, it's just purely RTS from what I can tell. I just saw that it was the only. SG one Stargate game that's been made. So yes, oh, correct. Weird. They've never actually made one about SG one. Weird. But is uh, be Turok in it? You mean Teal'c? Teal'c. Sorry, <laughs> did you just Turok, say Turok? Turok. Yeah, guys, like we gotta move on. I can't, even, I can't even talk about <laughs> oh, this right. We gotta move man. on before I pop a blood oh, vessel. I'm so man. sorry. I oh watched a season of it before I decided freaking, it was bad. Freaking Turok. You decided it was bad. Okay, oh, it's not good, man. Shut your mouth! Tilk is uh, <laughs> Tilk's the voice actor for um, uh, God of War. Kratos, Kratos, yeah. Kratos, yep, yep. Owen, Owen. Who? Look, look. Uh, all I'm saying is, I watched it a couple months back. I watched like m- most of season one and some of season two, and it just did not age well. Shut at all. your <laughs> mouth. Like I, Aaron the, watched the entire series like the, last year or something. The sci-fi Again. about like it is time. great. The sci-fi about <laughs> it is great, but it, it there's some problems there, man. Oh. Like there's some problems outside of that. Mainly, I can't you know, even with you how right they now. deal with anybody's culture or you know other people's religions or women because apparently they don't know how to write fucking any of that. Man, I cannot even with you right now. Freaking a Stargate Owen. Better, better move on, guys. Better move moving on. on. Moving on. Let's 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 talk about this. Who looks uh, I, before we move on? I just want to know who looks at the Stargate property. It's like, yeah, we should make a current game. I don't <laughs> on know. The Stargate That's property. A good question. And then once they get that through the process and get it greenlit, who looks at it and is like, all right, what kind of game we're we gonna make? RTS. That's RTS. the one <laughs> that represents Stargate the best. I feel like it should be a first-person shooter, like stealth action or something. Oh, man, weird. I, I even think the tactics RTS. stuff would have worked well. Yeah, tactics would have been good, too. RTS does not seem to fit <laughs> with that property. Yeah. Or the general games landscape, currently. <laughs> the general games landscape, yes. I th- <laughs> I think... Uh, I think the pri- like that's the the premise of the game is um, timekeepers. You're just going to be like doing individual missions like you would in an RTS, where you're just traveling through the Stargate to a planet to do something to rescue a civilization on that planet as like a deployed SG one plus reinforcements. That sounds awesome. man. It sounds awful. <laughs> no, no. I was very excited, Caleb, and then I man. Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. I'll get over it. Uh, let's also talk about this uh, new Back for Blood trailer, which Back for Blood is uh, the sequel for uh, <laughs> Blood and Bacon, correct? Wow. No. Thank goodness. It's the it's sequel not. to <laughs> Left 4 Dead 2. Basically. Basically. 
Made by Turtle Rock Studios. Which aren't and, those the know. guys who like uh, were the original developers of Left 4 Dead Two? I think the original developers of Left 4 Dead One actually. Oh, yeah, the Left first one. one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's looking pretty similar as you might expect. What? To Left 4 Dead. Uh, it does seem like it has some um, class-based stuff almost. Each character has like some some uh, bonuses that they give to the team and that are specific to them. And there's like eight different playable characters, so should be some good mix and match among those. But, Did they um, push this back again? I don't know. It's coming out in October. I swear it was sooner. I don't remember. But October 12th is current release date. Turtle Rock Studios. Hmm. Back for Looking, blood, man. Yeah. They couldn't have made it any more similar. <laughs> yeah, Left it was supposed dead. to come no. out. Blood. It was supposed to come out June twenty second. Oh, was it? Okay. Oh, I'm not even excited about this because they did evolve stage two. <laughs> they, I'm, yeah, I'm they already over evolve. this game. They, they also bad. made evolve, which was good. Evolve was great, and but then, then they decided to do two. stage two. Yeah, it's well, a different concept. Mistakes, though. Making a asymmetric multiplayer game is difficult. I think. Yeah, for sure. Man. So it's supposed to release in October. Yep. It's looking pretty solid. Cool. I'm excited. Uh, last but not least in games, what's going on in Guild Wars, Chad, outside of... Well, it's nothing new. You playing it's it. just I got excited about the Ascended Gear and Fractals, and I forgot to the talking point of uh, the reason I've also really started engaging with Guild Wars again. And it, it's honestly... I stumbled upon it because one of the dailies was Kill f- Five Guardsmen in the world versus world area and once i got in there i was like having flashbacks of nostalgia of the time alex travis and i got into guild wars and then basically all of them quit and i continued because world versus world was just such a fun mode and if honestly if you're into any mmos and you're thinking about an mmo to play wow's on your radar or guild wars on your radar or, or anything there if you could Grin and Bear leveling up a little bit in the free-to-play version of Guild Wars and getting into World vs. World and just experiencing the content there, it's, it's just so great. It's just, I've never experienced a, a PvP world that I actually enjoy playing in MMO. Like, any of the arenas in, in World of Warcraft or even Guild Wars PvP, it's just, it's not the same as the World vs. World. And I think the aspect of just being able to do events where you're taking over literal castles and keeps and you're stealing it from the enemies and you're, you're defending it against assaults of like uh, battering rams. And um, you're just having huge clashes of uh, worlds coming together. It's just done so well in guild wars and their world versus world. And you can like mm. see the map, and and you can see each po- if anybody's ever played planet side it's kind of the same thing i was about to ask yeah. um yeah yeah sounds like that so it's there's dots on the map with like borders around it to where you can see like where the zones are captured and you go in there with you know your supply which the supply like economics there is just phenomenal where you can take over a supply camp and it refreshes every once in a while with 100 supply and it takes like 40ish supply to build like a ram or a catapult uh, and then those can bash down the gates and the, the walls um, from 100 health to zero, all while it's alerting the enemies that you're doing so because there's swords on the map. So it's not like an alarm, but if you if you glance at the map, you'll see swords over the point, and so you know it's being attacked, and so you can come by and protect it, 
Um, or if there's not enough people to do so, you just gotta leave it. Uh, every five minutes, the um, there's a point system where you know how many keeps or towers or supply camps you have adds up to a certain amount, and every five minutes, that certain amount is added to your team score. And then I think they just recently added that there's like it's a couple hour segment because it used to be day by day that it would reset, uh, but it's a couple hour segment, um, and then those points are kind of like refreshed into um there's there's different points now it's like uh it's it's very low it's as long as you have the lead i think you get two points five points something like that and then at the Mm -hmm. end of the week uh you see which world won and there's three worlds versing each other um and so there's three different maps that you could go on and there's a fourth neutral map that you can fight on and Mm -hmm. it's it's just really cool to see like commanders go around and you can like zerg with them and do the events or you can roam yourself and you can get into those 1v1 conflicts. And it's just one of those, you can just sit around and just, just watch the battle. And just, it's, it's amazing. It's just really cool. One of those things that really kept me into Guild Wars back in the day. And actually made me like get a couple 80s. And then it's one of those things where like, I'm playing it again. And I'm like, finding myself when nobody's on. Like, well, I guess I'll play some World vs. World. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's talk about a couple things that are in news right now. Uh, first and foremost, Target has decided to pull Pokemon uh, TCG from Ooh, shelves. Not just Pokemon. Yes. Right. So, also, so, like, <laughs> you go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. So, so for those that, that kind of don't know, um, basically, the TCG world has been in, like, just this huge crazy place since the coronavirus mainly uh pokemon started getting kind of like bigger on uh twitch and things and people uh uh have really been intrigued by that the other thing is that um the pokemon cards have become more valuable uh Mm -hmm. in fact i think all trading cards have become more valuable so much so that um the people that grade the cards and you know put them into the nice little packaging and give them a little like 9.4 or whatever so you can go and sell it on ebay for thousands upon thousands of dollars um there's not enough of those people to do this anymore there's too many cards being sent to them they can't grade everything um and so there's a very large problem of people trying to get their shit graded uh and that they can't get it graded there's also a large uh number of people that are realizing that hey these cardboard things are worth money i can spend a hundred bucks on cardboard maybe get something rare and then maybe it's going to be worth something once it's been graded uh you know after we've we've cleared that hurdle so a lot of people are now trying to invest in these games and not by like buying cards that currently exist they want to buy new stuff um so there's just been a very large problem of places like Target and Walmart uh, just running out of stock and having issues of these people coming in and just buying everything. Uh, so much well, to the fact that these people started fist fighting each other inside of a Target for the cardboard. Amazing. Yeah. yeah well, so Target had to just be like, hey, none of this shit. We're, we're taking out football cards, no basketball cards, none of... Uh, wait, 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 wait. We got to remember the important part. Yeah. It was four people fighting, and then a dude pulled out a gun in a target. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. All, yeah. all over cardboard. Now, all of this shit over. <laughs> Correct. Now, now, here's the thing, right? So, it was, so they, they pulled Pokemon cards. 
Digimon cards, because Digimon came out with a new Digimon game uh, of cards. So Digimon cards are gone. Pokemon cards are gone. Uh, football, basketball, baseball cards. You know what they didn't pull? You're telling me they didn't what pull people... magic? No, they did not pull magic. What? <laughs> because if you go to... <laughs> your section of of cards at your local target it's just soccer cards and magic the gathering Weird. which really says something about the magic the gathering scene like some <laughs> people are just like damn are we really not relevant enough that like we're <laughs> some of the biggest card games and like you know the, the our shit's not getting pulled but other people are also saying it's like maybe they just realize that Magic the Gathering fans won't pull a gun on each other. Yeah, maybe they just know so, MTG fans are more chill. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we're a little bit more chill. Um, so it's just really weird because like it's 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 a compliment on one hand but an insult on the other, and it's just kind of like, huh? Well, hey, you know, I just like to take this time to say, you know, Magic community. Good for you. I'm so glad that you're not fighting each other over stupid cardboards. Uh, and if we were, we would probably be doing it inside of our local game store rather than Target. Uh, but that was just fascinating to me. Like, this has just been a clusterfuck of, of paper. And I'm just like, wow. Just fucking wow. This is, this is stupid. It's just... It's sad. Uh, also, what's going on with the Banana Man? Yeah, so uh, as uh, many of you might know, uh, that there is a lawsuit going on between Epic and Apple. And for Epic to really twist the knife at Apple, they added a new character oh, called no. the Banana Man. And he's a <laughs> banana. He's just straight up a fucking banana. Get it? Because, you know, Apple, but it's not an mm -hmm. apple. It's a banana. Oh, um, they should have done an orange because apples and oranges. Yeah. Now, oh, see, man. the Mistakes. thing that I find interesting about it is that um, this all was part of the court proceedings that they had to talk about the release of the Banana Man. And they were like, hey, the Banana Man's a banana, so he doesn't need pants. However, we are going to give him pants because we are a decent company and we would not like to be associated oh with lewd things. And I'm just like, <laughs> you made a fucking banana for a lawsuit. You have zero room to talk about lewdness or appropriateness in your fucking game. Like, this is stupid. This is just stupid. Gosh. That is ridiculous. How long is this lawsuit going to last? Like... Boring when are we gonna be ever. done with this? Yeah, I don't ever. know, and I don't know if I want it to stop. Uh lawsuits last a long time. I guess mm -hmm. that's true. That's true. I I just gotta I just, hold on. I just, I'm reading this, <laughs> and I played Fortnite through all the seasons basically, and I had Peely even before the lawsuit, and so I just wanted to make sure that it was the same character. I don't think it has anything to do with they made the character for the lawsuit. They used Peely in the suit. For the lawsuit, mm. like the, there's a specific character where Peely, you know, it's just like there's like agents in time or whatever, and Peely had a suit on, and they used that Peely instead of the Peely that was naked. There's, I think they're both still in the game, and I think, like, I don't. This just sounds all weird. Like, why <laughs> did why did it matter? Like, <laughs> so they say we have a yellow banana hero in a tuxedo. The lawyer asks, and he's like, "Yes, that's Peely." Epic Games marketing boss Matthew uh, Wisner replied. We thought it would be better to go with the suit instead of a naked banana because we are in federal court right now. Apple's lawyer noted before going to uh, going <laughs> on to the question about Peely's exclusivity 
uh, in certain paid for battle pass. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. Weird. This whole thing is just strange. A, yeah, a little bit is. of a digression. We talked about <laughs> Peely. Our banana is what the epic lawyer said. Oh my gosh. Like, like hello? What? <laughs> Uh, I did want to share something in board game world that I was really excited about. Um, recently, it was announced that there's going to be a new Goonies game. Uh, is there an um, old Goonies game? Uh, there is. There is an old one. Uh, I don't think people played it. I don't think it was well received. Um, but this one's going to be published by Funko Games, uh, and it's called The Goonies Never Say Die. The cool thing I, I'm I'm interested in this game is it's RPG light in that there is a. Um, not a game master, but one player is the Goondocks master. And <laughs> you, you control like the Fratellis and uh, One-Eyed Willie and like some other like enemies on the map. And then the rest of the players are playing as the Goonies, working their way through the various like puzzles and traps and things to try and survive or end up like One-Eyed Willie. Hmm. Uh, and the the... the game is built around scenarios. So I think like the way they're describing it at the moment is that there's going to be nine base scenarios for people to play through and then it's just going to be RPG light and just puzzle solving and having a GM, which I think is really cool. So Interesting. Yeah. But it's not a GM. But no, no, well, it, well it is. Well, it's, it's not called. a game master, it's the Goondocks master. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also last it's, but not least, what? What Alex? This, what? Is Funko Games like Funko Pops? I was yes. wondering the same thing. I believe okay. so. Ooh, that's kind of cool. The more you know. The more you know. Uh, last but not least, we should talk a little bit about um, Castlevania. Mm-hmm. Oh, have you yeah, finished we it? should. Yeah, I've finished it. Did you finish <sighs> it? I am not quite done yet. Oh, um, what are you doing? The last <laughs> episode is really what's, like, I think, I wouldn't say saves the season, but, like, really gives it that top notch. I, I have I have heard it described by multiple different articles that like this season the last episode just like is the best knot they could have tied on Castlevania. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. I I was very happy with how the season went and how it ended. I loved the character arcs of the of uh um you know kind of like the main people. Like I really loved seeing uh, Isaac through all four seasons change his opinion mm-hmm. of, of humanity like just that entire character arc is beautiful and uh you know seeing some characters that you really want to see get what they deserve and then they do and you're like oh this is nice this is fantastic <laughs> this is and like there was they even added some twists you know like that was uh, that was also really nice it was really cool to see some things that you were just like oh this is from the game this is this thing from the game Oh fuck! It's this thing from like like I was like this is cool. I will say like I don't watch as much anime as you guys, but the animation in this show oh, it's so in clean. my mind like it's crazy. Yeah, the fight animation is so good. It's it's just wild, and it's such a like gruesome show. I oh very, I very much so enjoy it. It's very very good, very well done. This whole season was like stuff happening nonstop. Last season you had all the card stuff. And I was like, ugh, let's take yeah, it forever. I mean, Come on, let's go somewhere. Yeah. This season yeah. it's like, boom, stuff's happening all the time. Did like did you guys feel like the animation is like slightly different than the last couple seasons? Do they like change how they do some of the animation? Because I feel like the character styles, like their faces, are just like slightly maybe more colorized. 
or sharper Some maybe st- close-up shots of faces almost look like they were cg sometimes okay okay which felt weird to me but that's what i noticed strange. really freaking excellent show though yeah if you're listening and you want to watch something on netflix and you're like oh, i just want to branch out and try something that's a little like on the strange side castlevania mm-hmm. great show uh castlevania I don't think that's. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the intro to the to the show. Actually, that's yeah. how it starts. Gosh. And when you're done watching that, you can go watch the Blood of Zeus. I'm probably a vampire. Mm. <laughs> God. He yeets a lion off a cliff. <laughs> thanks, thanks for that, Chad. I appreciate it. Ah, uh, here, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah, appreciate it, guys. I think that's it. We have like. There's like nothing on this list. No, I don't know. Yeah. What... I mean, I I think we did a good job. Yeah, yeah. We we like we just made it like stretching everything out. We really did stretch <laughs> no. it all out. Let's not let's say we did. Not mm, say we did. We, I mean, we could out. just keep it rolling, Alex. We could do it. Stretching everything out. You just ag- very aggressively said stretching everything stretching out, and it was a little out. awkward. Why was it awkward? <laughs> you made it awkward. No, you oh, made no. it at the beginning of the podcast. It was XXX Chick Fil A lover, and then Alex did start it after all. Uh, <laughs> it was all your fault this whole time. This whole time, see, wasn't me because I had Chick Fil A, and that's all I could think about. Man, I haven't had Chick Fil A in ages. I and tried. I, I, this is that's my what you get. Dinner you move out, endeavors. you don't get Chick Fil A anymore. Wow. <laughs> So, so I tried looking online and see if you know McAllisters, you know McCallies, if you will. Uh, I won't either Thank order you. online Mickey or Cal, del- Cal? yeah, either order online or or delivers to my location. And then you know, a while ago, it's like, huh, they don't deliver, whatever. Okay, well, I won't get it this time. Uh, so let it go that time. And this time, I was just like, I'm just gonna go there. I just want to check it out because like I know where it is. I've been there before, you know. So I went there, and as I was going there, on my GPS, it was like permanently closed. I was like, oh, that's why they don't Yikes. deliver. Or, that would be why. That would but, that would definitely be why. Kate and I pull up into the or whatever and we were like well i guess we'll get burgers from charred burger mm. nice no, not quite the same as uh not the same as mccallie's man mccallie's they get my mm. sweet tea in new yorker with the pastrami and you know nice <laughs> cheese over the top what you really need to do is you just need to swap over to jersey mike's just permanently he, she actually hates jersey mike's oh <gasps> my sacrilegious how could you no possibly? there's actually like the conversations that we had were like when we were about to get married were like important do you want kids do you not want kids etc we never discussed what food we like that's and i think i think that's like where it's the, the deal breaker <laughs> so she actually like, told looking... me today that she doesn't like burgers and i was like what oh my gosh but we got well, burgers. Like i wouldn't i wouldn't like burgers either if i sat in front of you and watched you eat a burger right now. <laughs> true wow <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't like cheese like period how could you not like cheese i don't know i don't know it seems impossible know. that's like uh, how it's on how so do you much? not like cheese kate <laughs> <laughs> it's just not good she just doesn't like it raw <laughs> is what she said wait you also so like doesn't like the smell the smell is very strong the smell of raw cheese is very strong okay I mean, that's true, usually. I mean, the smell of, like, raw But I've also seen her strong. complain about it when it's in stuff, so I don't know. True. <laughs> Man. He eats brie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the moral of the story is, before you get married, you should look at your spouse and say, 
or spouse to be and say, would you order Jersey Mike's with me? And if they say no, that's a garbage restaurant. You just call it off right then. Yeah, yeah true. So that's over. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Walk away. Cool. Moral of the story. Take that. Run with it. Don't forget it. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll catch you next time. This week's podcast was edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCoslin, Chad McCoslin, Caleb Juno, and Owen Patterline. This week's music was again brought to you by Amer. You can check out his music on Spotify, or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are The Horizon, at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. We also have a couple new series that we've been working on, one for a custom Divinity campaign and another for a Pathfinder campaign that we've been working on. So make sure you check those out as well. Again, thanks so much for joining us and we'll catch you next time.